0: This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 466, Advice from a Dating Coach's Girlfriend, part one, by Bridget Katz with EvanMarkKatz.com. Happy Monday to you, old friend. I'm your host, Joss Marie, and a warm welcome back to the show that helps you to optimize your relationships. And today, I'm actually going to narrate an article by Bridget Katz that contains three pieces of wisdom to relationship-minded women. This post was first written in 2007, it's an oldie but goodie, and actually it was written before she even got married to Evan. So with that, let's get right into it and start optimizing your life. Advice from a Dating Coach's Girlfriend, Part 1, by Bridget Katz, with EvanMarkKatz.com I usually don't rerun blog posts, but this one just felt timely. Written in August 2007 by my girlfriend, right after our six-month anniversary, this piece gives three pearls of wisdom that you do not want to forget. The fact that we're still together after 15 months has everything to do with what you're about to read, and it explains why I'm never going to let my girlfriend go. Enjoy. When Evan first threw out the idea of having me contribute to his blog, I thought, who me? I'm not the expert. My dating history could not be more different than his. He has dated lots of women, has had many girlfriends, and for the bulk of his adult life, has been single and dating prolifically. I am quite the opposite. I can count on one hand, yes, one hand, the number of boyfriends I've had since turning 17. Of those relationships, all but one lasted for three years or more, and one developed into a marriage that, alas, ended in divorce. You might call me a serial monogamist, Even though my background is completely different from Evan's, we generally agree on the things that count. I never really thought about why it's been so easy for us until he asked me to write this column. But after a little thinking and some lengthy conversations with my best friend, this is what I came up with. I hope it makes sense to any relationship-minded females who are reading this. Here goes. Advice from a dating coach's girlfriend. Number one, don't cry wolf. Women are crazy. How many times have you heard this from your mate, your brother, or a guy friend? I've heard it more than I care to admit, and sadly, I can't entirely refute it. The fact that we are more in touch with our feelings means that sometimes our emotions get the best of us. It's natural. And yet, do we have to let that happen all the time? Do the men in our lives have to walk on eggshells and fear that something they say will set us off? Do they have to always be extra cautious in case we start yelling, crying, or giving them the silent treatment? If something bothers us in the relationship, it makes sense to let them know. But what if we were to emote every time a little thing rubs us the wrong way? Then when something important comes along and we are justified in being a little emotional, he will not take it seriously. Men literally become desensitized to our emotional outbursts. So rather than him saying, Honey, what did I do that upset you? Instead, he thinks, Here we go again, another dose of the crazy. Evan will tell you I'm even-tempered. I'm proud of that. Because, although it now comes naturally to me, it didn't always. I've been a slave to my emotions in the past, and I know it is not pretty when I unleash the crazy on some poor unsuspecting guy. I have since figured out that not every little thing that bugs me is worth an emotional meltdown. But there was a point in our relationship a few months ago that caused me to have feelings I could not control. Evan RSVP'd to an out of town wedding mere moments after meeting me. How could he know that we would turn into a relationship, right? I knew about the wedding, but we never really talked about it as it was months away. Well, months passed and we were still together, and before we knew it, the wedding was upon us. I was disappointed that I couldn't go with him, but he seemed a bit glib about it. At least, that's how I read it. While Evan was gone, he called me several times each day, texted me during the reception, and mentioned over and over that he wished he had brought me. And yet, even with all this attention, I couldn't shake the feeling that he didn't care that I wasn't there with him. I needed to vent. When he returned, I did just that. Instead of thinking I was crazy, Evan listened intently, validated my feelings, and reiterated many times that he wished I had been there. My feelings may have been justified or they may have been completely irrational, but because it wasn't my MO to have emotional outbursts, he didn't just blow it off. He took it seriously. Number two, the golden rule. This is such a simple concept, treat others as you would like to be treated, that I feel a little silly mentioning it. But truthfully, I think we women are often unaware of the extreme hypocrisy of our behavior. We would never want our mate to boss us around, yet we want to force him to do what we want. Sometimes we use guilt, sometimes we use anger, sometimes we use but we often try to manipulate men in a way that we never want to be manipulated ourselves. If your coworkers invited you to join them for drinks after work, but this was going to delay dinner with your boyfriend, you'd expect him to understand. You wouldn't even think it was a problem. You'd only call your mate to be polite, not to request permission to have drinks. Yet we often make our men feel like they have to ask for a special, one-time-only waiver to slightly change our plans. And then we expect them to make it up to us somewhere down the road. Men are so used to this that I think they've come to expect and dread it. Case in point. About a month ago, Evan and I had tickets to a classical music concert. A few days after we made the plans, Evan found out that his friend's whitewater rafting bachelor party was the same weekend. Risking ridicule, he told his friends he couldn't go to the party because it was on the same weekend as our concert. When I heard this, I immediately told him it was ridiculous to miss an entire weekend of fun with his guy friends for a few hours at a concert. Evan was surprised and admitted that this was not what he expected me to say. Why not? I mean, wouldn't I assume that if the situation were reversed, he would give his blessing for me to spend time with my girlfriends? I think men have become so accustomed to giving up their freedom just to be in a relationship that they often lose what makes them men. Not that a relationship isn't worth the sacrifice, but does it have to be such a sacrifice? To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled, Advice from a Dating Coach's Girlfriend. By Bridget Katz with EvanMarkKatz.com. I love how we get to have a behind the scenes look at Bridget's relationship with Evan. There's not only lots of open communication, but plenty of space for allowing each person to be who they are. A healthy relationship is a fine line between getting your needs as well as your partner's needs met. Do you have a naturally emotional temperament? If so, then I hope Bridget's advice about being selective with how and when you express your frustration is helpful. It gives your partner room to be more understanding when something is deeply bothering you. And with that, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and maybe you'll even take a trip down memory lane as you reflect on your own dating history. I'm looking forward to sharing the rest of Bridget's unfiltered insights with you tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits.